Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 188, and it's titled, It's Time to Bring Romance Back. Hmm, I wonder who wrote that title. No, just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) You know, um, this is going to be an interesting episode. We don't really talk very often about romance per se, but it is actually an important component of any relationship. And when you hear some of the stats, you'll understand why it is so important. So for all you guys listening who are now rolling your eyes going, ugh, romance. I hate this shit. Like, ah, why does this have to be so difficult? Trust us. One, it's not that difficult. And two, it's really important for the success and health of your relationship. So you really should listen to this because you're going to learn how to do it. We're going to make it easy for you. And we're going to clue you in as to why you would want to do it. But before we get started into this juicy subject, because yes, I am the one who initiated this this show from a conversation Kevin and I were having. I was like, we need to talk more about romance, so it has to happen. But before we get there, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. All right, so some good stats. Let's- I, before we dive into the stats, I just want to say the stats are meant to illustrate a point. <laughs> so, you know, the question comes up like, okay, do I really need to do this romance thing? Because like a lot of guys really feel like this is difficult and this is work. And then the question is, do I really need to do this? And maybe some women who are like, hey, uh, I don't need romance. I you know, I don't need it, uh, whatever I can, I can go without it. But should you? Yeah, there are, there are definitely some women, especially in today's modern world that feel that way. But yeah, then the question is, is if you had it, would you still feel the same way? Because a lot of times it's just that, you know, women are like, I don't need it. I don't need it because they don't have it. So they're convincing themselves that they don't need it. Mm, it's a good question. So the stats we found a little bit older, uh, they are from 2016. And these were the latest we could find that in that search. So I'm sure things have shifted a little bit, but they still gave us a good idea about number one, who are the readers of romance? Well, guess what? 84% of women. Ooh, shocking. Like okay. you wouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So so what this is saying is obviously that the majority, the overwhelming majority of people who read romance type stuff are women. Okay, that we could have guessed that. But here's the interesting part. Read the next stat. Yeah. Twenty-nine percent of all fiction, like all fiction combined, is romance. So a third. So yes. just under a third of all fiction is romance. So the thing is, the 84% doesn't mean that much if, you know, the romance, you know, percentage is like 2%. You're like, (laughs) okay, 84% of 2%, right, whatever, you know. But when you realize that a third of all fiction read 
is romance. And that 84% of the readers of that are women. It clearly demonstrates that women want romance. This is why it's so successful, because it's what women crave. Yes, but it leads to my other question. How about men? Do they want to be romanced? Now you're on the spotlight, Kevin, because you're the man in this show. So <laughs> That actually was a really good question. And when you, when you put that on the list, I really had to think about it. I'm like, huh. Because, you know, the default reaction is, no, men don't really care. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. But that's not actually true. It's just that the kind of romance that we want is different. So if you look at, like, what does the average romance novel talk about, right? It's like, it's all the usual stuff. The man sweeping her off her feet and, you know, like... The flowery stuff and... Yeah, yeah, it's got... We don't, we don't care about any of that. <laughs> we, we don't want any of that kind of stuff. But we do want other things that are maybe a little bit different. Like, you know, we want her to see us for who we are and appreciate us for what we do bring to it. So if let's just say we are sweeping her off her feet and doing those romantic gestures, what we would like back is acknowledgement and appreciation of that, right? So, you know, when we're talking about romance, I mean, we could be talking about the courtship of a relationship, but we could be talking about an established relationship as well. And the reality is, is that while we may not be looking for you to bring us flowers, like our idea of, of romance that would, you know, be done from a woman back towards us would be like, I made you your favorite meal, you know? So it's just different. It's not, it's not what we typically associate with being romantic, but it is to us as men. Yeah. And really what you're talking about is to be seen and to be appreciated and ultimately, and we'll break it down in a little bit in the show, that's really what romance is all about. And it doesn't have to just be all of the hallmark things that you've been told it has to be. And usually can't just be that because every woman is unique and different. Now, we have uh, a couple that we know and it was a very interesting thing to witness and we wanted to share their story as an illustration about is romance enough? Is being overly romantic a good thing in a relationship? And where does it go? Okay, so <laughs> this, is a, yeah, this is a good illustration because you can overdo it. You actually can overdo it. And the effectiveness of the romance depends significantly on whether or not there are other qualities present at the same time. So, all right, let's set this story up a little bit. <laughs> we have some friends, we shall not name their names, but he as a man was, I would say, on the far extreme end of romance. Like... At like little poems written and flower petals on the way from the garage to the bedroom. And, and not just on Valentine's Day. We're just talking any regular old day. She might come home and find a series of notes that lead her around the house that say all these amazing things. And I know some women are listening to this going, oh my God, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I crave. But... <laughs> 
One thing we noticed is when she was telling a lot of the stories about all of his romantic gestures, she would use words about, oh, that is so sweet and romantic, it's amazing. But her face and body language was really saying something different. And I was like seeing it as a not being fully congruent, like I'm trying to convince myself that I'm really loving this, but, and I should be loving this because that's what I thought I wanted and now I'm getting it and it's just not working the way I thought it would, but I should like it kind of energy. And it was fascinating because we, we called it that that relationship was not going to last, like that there was something off in there. And it did happen that they made it to the five years mark and then it was over. And the interesting lesson in here is that he, if you look at everything he did, he did everything right in terms of the right gifts, the little things, the attention, the being overly um, romantic and attentive. But that's not really what she wanted and needed and why she might have liked it. It wasn't enough to sustain the relationship. Yeah. So this is, this is an interesting area too, right? Because it brings us back to a subject that we talk about frequently, which is polarity. And part of the problem is, is when you go too overboard Mm -hmm. into the romantic end, you start to lose that polarity. Because, and it's one of these weird sort of paradoxes in life, right? Because the reality is, is like, oh, she wants you to be romantic. But in order to be romantic, you actually got to like think like a woman. Because <laughs> we honestly, as guys, we don't think like that. We just don't, you know? So in order for us to really get like really into the deep end of like creating a romantic stuff, we got to think like a woman. Now, for some men, that's just impossible, <laughs> But for other men, it's not as hard, but they'll do it too much. So basically, he would spend too much time in his feminine side, not enough time in his masculine side, and therefore they were losing polarity. So if you ask them about their relationship, here are some things they would tell you. Oh, we're best friends. We have so much fun together. We travel really well together. And, and, and like, I could go on and on and on, but what you're hearing is friend zone, friend zone. That's absolutely what you're hearing. They would never say that. They would never describe it as friend zone, although they would say that they're best friends. But basically that's what was going on. Yeah, they were great friends and they aligned as friends, but they didn't have the polarity in the relationship. And that's why ultimately over time it wouldn't last. And well, we're not saying that being super romantic is an absolute polarity killer, but you can go overboard. You- yeah, and that, that was an interesting conversation we were having when I was saying like, hey, do I wish sometimes that you would be more romantic? And I'm thinking, well, sometimes I do, but do I really want it all the time? Because then you don't appreciate it when it shows up, you know? And it's like, it's one of those things where sometimes as women, we think we want a man who is like so emotional and able to relate with us on that level. And I've had relationships like that. And the thing is, once you realize like you have it at first, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm finally having a man who can like relate and be with me with my feelings. And you're like, it's like having a girlfriend, And then you're like, this is not sexy. Um, Can we reverse things a little bit? (laughs) 
<laughs> I have literally watched other women who were present when this particular woman was describing the romantic things that her partner would do. And I could see the look in their eyes was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I want that. Nobody's ever done that for me before. Like, they're just all about it. But when you look at the person who's actually receiving it, you get a very, very different message. You get a, yeah, it's cool, you know, It must be the first 50 times, but now I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will come back to that because every woman wants to be romanced differently and maybe differently at different times as well. Um, but before we get into that... Oh, now you're just making it complicated. I, I know, <laughs> I know. There's a couple things that I wanted to bring. Number one, I wanted to talk about if you look at old movies versus newer movies, what I do see that in older movies, you could still see the romance. You could still see the slowness of things, the paying attention, the doing small little gestures to make her happy. In most newer movies, you are not seeing any of that portrayed. Sometimes you do see, okay, we've got to do this big, gigantic explosion of romance and love. But let's be real. Not everyone can afford that. And not every woman likes that. As a matter of fact, a lot of women would prefer smaller gestures more often than one big gesture uh, every now and then. And so we don't really have good role models or good inspirations anymore because what we're being shown are like things that I think like they're focusing too much on maybe either the sex sex part or the fact that we should all be equal and there shouldn't be any more trying. I don't know exactly, but the message is, is well, not good. Here, here's what I say. I really try to avoid watching these kind of movies because most of them are so bad, but... Here's what I see when I look at modern movies today. The beginning is all about uh, chemistry and attraction. So it's, there's almost no actual romance. It's just straight up chemistry and attraction. Then a little while down the road, there's some sort of big problem. And then there's a big romantic gesture to try to make up for the, the big, big problem. problem. <laughs> that happened. That, that's basically your recipe for a modern, you know, rom-com, you know, romantic comedy type movie or almost, almost any movie that's made today. Now, if you contrast that with the way movies used to be, and we got to go back pretty far now, further than a lot of people uh, who are listening to this have been alive. But if we, if we go back to older movies, one of the things that you notice is that half the movie will just be the man trying to romance the woman and convince her to go out with him. <laughs> that's true. That's like, that's like half the movie, you know? And then, then maybe she'll finally go out and then, you know, like the very end of the movie, they'll end up getting married. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because I know you, Celine, and you can talk a little bit about your experience on this, but I know you in the past weren't a huge fan of older movies. And since we've been together, you know, I've always liked older movies. And so I've kind of gotten you into watching some older movies. And you, you really started, like, you would watch them and you would go, oh, my God, what a difference. And you would see things in those movies that you wish existed today. That's for sure. 
For sure. You have definitely changed my opinion when it comes to older movies. I had a rule that I was not watching any movies older than me, and uh, that has changed. <laughs> But here's the thing is, what changed is, you know, we're, we're used to... <laughs> the point of this episode isn't to rant about movies per se, but when we watch movies today, they're lacking certain human characteristics that that we crave as actual humans. And... There was a civility, there was a chivalry, there was a respect, there was a romance. There were all these characteristics that the characters embodied in those older movies that don't exist anymore today. And, you know, here's the thing. Don't, don't listen to what I'm saying here and think, oh, you just want to roll time back to the 40s and ah, the patriarchy and this and that. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that... There are good qualities that existed back then, as well as some things we're happy to leave behind in the past, right? But just because there were some things we were happy to leave in the past doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? <laughs> so there are things that, that happen now in life, in, in relationships, in romance, and that get reflected in the popular culture that are good, And we're like, yeah, that's great. That's a better way of being in the world today. But we've also lost a lot of the good things that we used to have. And so I guess what we're sort of advocating for here is, hey, let's take those beautiful ideas of the romance and the chivalry and the courtship and bring that into a modern day uh, relationship where you know women are on an equal footing with men and you know it's not this this uh, uneven sort of dynamic, right? Like you can actually have both in this case. Now, I want to talk about a point that a lot of women miss, which is that men are romantic and their man is probably romantic. They're just not always noticing how romantic he is. And this is interesting because we have an idea about the kind of romance we like as women and what we want. And it's very rare that the man we're with has all of the understanding of that. And oftentimes, as Kevin mentioned, it seems a little bit challenging for men to come up with romantic ideas. But one thing that I've noticed is if you start to look at your man with the idea that he is being romantic, so you give it the benefit of the doubt rather than looking at all the ways that he's not being romantic, you start to look at in what way is he romantic, you can start to notice that there are multiple things that he does that could qualify as romantic. And so rather than being there complaining about all the things he's not doing, because the complaining is never going to bring you closer or to get you to what you want, you can start to focus on what he does want and you can appreciate him for what he does. And then you can also mention other things that you would love as well. Yeah, well, so let's talk about what does that really mean in real life, right? So the reality is, is that we tend to give, quote unquote, romance the way that we would like to be romanced. And it's the same thing, right? Like people who give touch, they, they'll massage the other person the same way they want to be massaged, right? Like this, because we see the world basically through our own lens. And so we tend to give things in the way that we would want to receive them. It's no different, you know, regardless of what we're talking about. So when it comes to romance as men, how do we do things that are romantic? Okay, we know that she wanted... Um, 
I don't know, a certain color accent wall painted, or she wanted this particular thing fixed, or, you know, she likes it if the trash is taken out at a certain interval, you know, so that she doesn't have to, like, little things like that. As men, we love to do those little things for our women on a day-to-day basis, lots of little things. And to us, we're like, we're being so romantic. We're giving her everything she wants. We're doing all those things that she asked for without her even having to ask. Like, to us, that's romantic. And here's the thing. Women are sitting there waiting to receive the things that they think are romantic. They're waiting to get the flowers, the box of chocolates, the romantic poem, the little love letters, the flower petals leading. Like, that's what they're waiting to receive. And because that's what they're looking for, they are completely overlooking all the little things that he's doing on a day-to-day basis, specifically because he knows that she appreciates it, she loves it, and she wants it. So you just need to start to look at things differently and be willing to accept that he is already being romantic, acknowledge him for that, and then suggest new things for him to try. Because let's let's be real, men want our happiness. They'll do anything. If you can share from a happy place that these are the things that make you happy and this, this is what you love and stuff, and you acknowledge all his efforts, uh, he'll want to do more. Happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but, the, but let's not glance over that point because that really is is true. Here's another thing that goes really overlooked in just relationships in general. And that is, is that men do actually want to make their women happy. What happens though? Well, one, they might be too stressed out and overworked by life to really be able to do much about it. And two, they may not be doing the correct things, but they're doing what they think is the correct thing. And sometimes it's that they just don't even know what to do. And so that's why doing an episode like this can be so helpful and important because we do have coming up a list of things that you can do, man, to like make it really easy. Like here's the romantic list, follow this outline, separate it with some time, you know, like don't do it all at once, right? And then like it, it's, it kind of becomes a no-brainer. So the idea is that... Um, it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be some big grand thing. It doesn't even have to take a lot of effort and energy. It just takes you being aware that this is something that you need to do and doing the little things. So that brings us to the question of like, can you really package romance? And is romance all about things that you buy and gifts and hug, I mean, chocolates and stuff like that? And In my opinion, it's not. I'm the type of woman who just doesn't get very impressed by that. Oh, you could package romance if and only if you had 4,892 variations of that product. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about women here and every woman is different and every woman is different from moment to moment. So no, you actually cannot package it. But you can make it simple enough that you can create your own package ad hoc. It's like, uh, uh, you know, a menu where you get to pick a la carte, you know, like I'm going to pick this piece and this piece and this piece because that's what my woman likes. And then you make your own package. All right. So we are going to give you the how-tos on how to romance her. But before we do that, we'd like to invite you, if you are listening to the Love Lab podcast and you are in a committed relationship, but it feels like 
things are not the way that they used to be anymore. You feel a bit like stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting. You might be tired of having stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you don't want to live a life of average. Then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum Corp program. If you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets the romance as well, and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more passion and purpose in life. So go to celineremy.com forward slash passion to learn more about our program. Mm -hmm. So we've got a formula on how to romance her. And then we've got ideas. What you need in order to have an exciting romance is number one, attraction. Number two, you add personalization. And number three, spontaneity. And that makes for very exciting romance. Attraction, personalization, and spontaneity. You're like, yeah, thanks. That's not fully helping me. So what are we talking about with attraction? This is exactly what Kevin was mentioning, what our friend and couple missed, where he was getting a lot of the personalization and some spontaneity, but the attraction piece, he was not taking the time to build his own masculine side to really create that polarity and that attraction that only happens when you are different side of the spectrum. Without that, and you, the closer you come to that neutral for both of you, the less you have that passion and the more you have the heart connection, which is beautiful, but that's not what you want in order to have a, uh, a long-term relationship that still has passion. Yeah. And you know what the attraction too is like, I want to make a, a quick distinction about attraction in the beginning and attraction later on, <laughs> because the thing is, is a lot of, oh yeah, we got attraction. Well, attraction is easy in the beginning. Right. Chemicals are flowing. You know, you, you've got all those, uh, you know, we, we call it the honeymoon period, right? That like year and a half where those happy hormone chemicals are flowing everywhere and the attraction's easy. It's just easy. Well, and it doesn't bother you to go the extra mile. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, she wants this or he wants that. Let me do this. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter that I'm tired or worn out. I want to please my partner. I want to make him or her happy. Right. And so in the beginning, and this is, this is often a reason why the romance fades over time, right? It's because in the beginning, it's easy because you got all those chemicals pushing you and keeping it going. But what happens is over time, you know, two years, three years, four years, five years down the line, that attraction's been gone for a while, and now you're missing a key component of, you know, what it takes to create that romance and that attraction, that polarity. So, you know, don't glance over the attraction part, even if you think you got it, because you've got to maintain it yes. throughout the entire life of the relationship. There needs to be attraction there. Like if you really want to have a healthy, thriving relationship for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, you know, and, until you die, whatever it is, there has to be some attraction there that entire time. Yes. How do you do that? That I mean, that's a whole other episode, but the point is, is that... Episode it, 100, we covered a lot of that, actually. Yeah, a we did. celebration of that 100. Uh-huh. 
she'll go back and listen to that one. <laughs> but the point is, is don't glance over the attraction part because a lot of times people think that's the easy part. It's only the easy part in the beginning. And then it takes some effort to make sure you maintain it throughout the life of the relationship. But I love that you brought that up because it also is absolutely possible to keep the attraction alive. And because there is this myth and idea that it goes downhill and that once it's gone, it's gone. It, it's only gone if you don't put attention in it. But if you want to keep it alive, and you put little deposit into that attraction bank account, it stays there. Is it different? Yes. Are the butterflies still the same? No. Can you feel them from time to time, even after many years? Absolutely. And can you keep desire and attraction alive? Yes. Yes. And guess what? You both are aging. You both are changing. So it's... Not me. <laughs> nope. Now, I mean, that, that picture I saw from uh, the weekend where my beard was like practically all white, that was not actually me. Uh, this is why you do, you've committed to shaving more now. Yeah, I think somebody photoshopped that. <laughs> That's all it took to finally get you to shave more often. Yeah, I had to see just how, I'm to swear it doesn't look that white in the mirror or, or even it looked like, I mean, yeah, there's some white in here. But... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, let's just be... Very upfront, because I know for all the men listening, you're like, oh, right, so how do I make that happen? Because it can be challenging. Let's be real. Some women will hate it when a man buys gift for her and think that it's being romantic, while other women think it's it's absolutely romantic. What? As we go through each one of these, because you have a bunch of examples yes. here of what some women like and some women don't, I'm going to chime in what I think the majority of women like, because you know, basically we're going to tell you, oh, some women like this and some don't. And then you're going to be going, uh, okay, what do I do then, right? So, Well, I think those who like it are those whose primary love language is gift. If it's not your primary love language, it's, it's not going to be the thing. No, it's not going to be the thing. But even if it's not your primary love language, every woman likes receiving stuff like spontaneous gifts. There's, there's even if, if, especially if it's a little sparkly. <laughs> in your case, yes. I'm <laughs> wrapped nicely. So I'm going to say that most women do enjoy receiving gifts. Of course, if it's not their primary love language, giving them lots of gifts, big gifts, gifts all the time, isn't really going to do it. But a gift from time to time almost always works. Yeah, you know, for others, it's uh, going to the beach and watching a sunset because they feel like, it's relaxing. They get to spend time with their partner. While well, for others, they're like, this is so boring. I can't believe this is happening. And so this is more geared towards those who like to spend quality time. So again, we're back to the different love languages here. So women who enjoy spending quality time will love these special moments. Yeah, again, majority of women will actually appreciate <laughs> this. But right if you want to do it every single week or a couple of times a week, if it's not her primary love language, she's going to be like, okay, I, you know, I've, I've seen a few sunsets. Like, let's move on and do something else. However, I don't know that I've ever met a woman that didn't like that, at least occasionally. Well, especially if you like hold hands and tell her how beautiful she is and you look at the sunset, you take picture of her with this beautiful lighting and then you frame it because that's how much she inspires you. I mean, it's like out of romance there. I'm getting what just talking about this. And if you live someplace where you don't have good sunsets, then do a sunrise. Usually that usually you have one or the other. That's either, true. either you've got a great sunrise that you can see or you've got a great sunset. 
Yes. Um, for others, it's all about setting the moods and lighting candles and giving each other massages. And um, well, for others, they feel like it's a little tacky or you're trying too hard if you put little hearts and, and petals and, and all of these things. But I think actually, and I'm going to step in there, Kevin, stepping on your toes, uh, that... Hey, now. <laughs> I, I think that women that are like this are like jaded and they're like, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to want this. I don't want to like that because it might make me weaker or it might make me like more vulnerable or show a softer side and I'm a tough woman. I don't need that. But the reality of it is... They will enjoy it. <laughs> I think frequency here has a lot to do with it as well, right? Because mm. if, well, first of all, if you are only creating these moments and massaging each other once a month or less, then yeah, go for it. Do this every single time because you're not, you're not actually doing it as frequently as you should be. <laughs> but if you're, if you're giving the relationship the attention it needs and you're creating these moments more frequently then if you do this every single time, it's going to lose its punch, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's going to lose, like, you know, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's the rose petals again. Like, you did that last week and the week before and the week before that and the week Tell before me that. something new. Right. So you don't necessarily need to do it. In fact, you shouldn't do it every single time. But you should be creating these moments frequently and then sprinkling in times where you really sort of go overboard and make it really nice and really amazing. Well, the bottom line here is that if a man tries to force a style of romance on a woman that just doesn't match her personality, she will feel as like he does not really get her. He doesn't understand her She's and who she is and that he doesn't care. She basically will go to that like he's not caring enough about me. Yeah, well, so that's, that's the whole presence thing, right? And that's mm -hmm. the same thing we talk about when we're talking about lovemaking which is as a man, you have to be so present that you're paying attention to every little thing, you know, uh, does this thrust feel good? Or is she, you know, not liking that? And there's all these signs and symptoms. And, and so the same thing applies to the relationship itself. When you do these romantic gestures, are you really paying attention to how she receives them? Right? As opposed to, well, the book said, or Kevin and Celine said, I should do this. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Right? But how's it landing on the other side? You have to really be paying attention. You know, when you hand her flowers, does she go, oh, thanks, flowers, and put them in a jar and then never mention them again? Or does she like, does she light up and be like, oh, my God, you brought me flowers. This is amazing. Oh, I've already looked at them three times today, you know, like. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, but, it, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing is. I buy you flowers more than any woman I've ever bought flowers for. Really? Oh, yeah. You know oh. that. But, but do you know why I'm motivated to do that? <laughs> because of the way you receive it. Because it makes you so happy that I'm like, oh, easy. I can totally stop and get flowers. And all of a sudden, it transforms her into this uh, you know, super happy you know, woman. So why wouldn't I do that, right? But that's the thing is... You have, to, you have to pay attention to how these things are landing and how they're being received. And then do the things that, you know, really light her up more and the other things less. Mm -hmm. 
So we're going to give you 13 romantic ideas. Again, they're not an exhaustive list. Every woman is different. We do recommend that you have this conversation with your partner, that you plain ask her to write it down for you, to share with you, like what what does romance look like to her and, and be very specific so that you will know what to do. But number one, you want to speak her love language because... Romance is all about the heart and the heart connection and the love. So you got to speak her love language. We did an entire episode on love languages. So go back and listen to that if you're not familiar with what they are and how to speak them. Number two, buy her flowers. You can't really go wrong with flowers. Let's, let's be honest. Today we have a flower that never dies. Oh, that's so sweet. It's Just like our you. love. That's right. <laughs> See, I just romanced my man. <laughs> and he liked it. <laughs> totally, totally spontaneous. Number three, write her a little note. And by the way, I think the notes are great for men as well. Like when he gets a little note in his lunchbox or in like his luggage or whatever, it's like, you like it. I do. I do. Yeah, you do do that. You Like if I need to go somewhere for the day, whether it's work or, you know, I'm going out to do guy stuff or whatever it is. Yeah, you'll often put a little note in my in my little lunch uh, and it's, it's really sweet. I like it. It's cute. <laughs> uh, you can give number four, give her cards. And, you know, like the note is sweet and the note can be on the text or a little piece of paper, but you can go the extra mile with a very special, special card with a specific, yeah. And read your woman, you know, your woman might be like, I love cards. It means you were thinking about me and I love to read them over and over again. And other women are like, why are you wasting paper? We're cutting too many trees. This is ridiculous. Stop it. (laughs) Just no. Stop the pollution right right now. (laughs) Or reuse the same card over and over. (laughs) (laughs) Hemp, hemp. It was, it was made with sustainable hemp. Okay. (laughs) Organically grown. No pesticides. Sustainably farmed. It's even soy ink. Why well, you went the extra mile? How romantic. <laughs> Some women would find that romantic. It just depends on the woman. Exactly. Well, I wasn't actually joking. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, do little things around the house to help reduce her workload and stress. This is a big one too, because it's so weird as women how we like, we see things I think before guys do. And again, we're making generalization. Things like the floor needs to be vacuumed or, you know, whatever. Oh, the counters need to be wiped a certain way, like, you know. But there are some men who are also a little bit more on the OCD and and see things as well. But the thing is, if we know that there's this huge list of things, it makes it so hard for us to let go and relax. But if we get help with just even one of those, it's like, oh, yeah, it feels so much better. This is a big one for couples who have kids. Because, I mean, granted, I know you're both super busy if you have kids, but the women tend to be busier. Let's just be honest. With household stuff, with taking care of the kids, you know, the kids usually want mama most of the time. And it's just, it's a lot, right? So, you know, this is a thing I, I will often tell male clients who have children when they're complaining that they're not having enough intimate time or sex with their partners. I said, okay, well, how is she usually at the end of the day? exhausted, not wanting to be touched at all in like a scale of one to 10. She's like a zero, maybe a negative two. So 
how can you try to make sure that she doesn't end up that way at the end of the day when you finally have an hour together? You know, you can offload maybe a little bit of that responsibility. Or you can hire somebody else to do it. You yeah. don't have to be the one doing it. Exactly. If you have If you have the resources and, and it's easy, then, then do that. Like you have to stop thinking that you got to do everything. Maybe it's like you guys as a unit can hire somebody else to help you both, you know, exactly. like think about that. Okay, um, I'm going to move on a little bit faster here because we're getting closer to the end of the show, but I want to make sure we get you a few more ideas. Number six, dance with her. In case you don't know, just a spontaneous dance in the kitchen with you humming or singing, or you could even have your your song. You know, you remember that one that she says is your song, even though you have no idea why that's your song? (laughs) Make sure you play it often and dance with her. I know a lot of guys are like, fucking dancing. I hate dancing. It's just two minutes. You don't yeah, like yeah. dancing, and I get I you to I'm, dance all the time. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not a dancer. I. I have no idea how to dance. I know nothing. But I will still dance with you in the kitchen, and you love it. So exactly. Tell her how amazing she is. As on number seven, and number eight, appreciate her on a regular basis, and. I really think that these are so, so, so important, again, about being seen and being appreciated. And both of these will work for him as well. Like, it's just as important for the man to hear how much, um, how you appreciate him, how much what he does makes your life easier, how much who he is is such a good match for you and, and all of the things that you appreciate. So it really works for both. Just let me be clear with that. Mm-hmm. Number nine, plan dates ahead of time. This is a really simple one, but I'm constantly having to teach it to men a lot of time. Well, first of all, a lot of couples don't even have dates, like regularly planned dates. They just kind of wing it spontaneously from time to time and then wonder why it didn't really work out well. (laughs) So first thing, of course, that you've heard us say a million times on this show is have a scheduled date night. But even still, couples who do that tend to just say, okay, it's date night. What do you want to do? And if you really want to be romantic, it helps to plan it ahead of time because it shows that you were thinking about it prior to, oh, it's six o'clock, it's date night starting, right? It means you were thinking about her, you were thinking about what she might like, that you were putting energy into making it happen, and she will definitely uh, see that as a romantic gesture. Number 10, listen to her. This is a huge one for the guys listening. And we're getting towards the end of the show. We don't have that much time to tell you, but really it's all about listening empathically. I know that as a guy, you want to fix it. You want to make it better. You're like, well, if she has a problem, why doesn't she want it solved? Well, big, big news. (laughs) She wants to be heard. She does not want you to solve the problem. Okay. Unless she specifically says, help me out. How can I fix this? Or how can I, you know, like make this happen? If she just vents about the, the, the work, she has the co-worker or a situation all she wants is you to see listen and then said wow it sounds like you had a tough day darling is there anything i can do to make it better would you like a glass of wine or your feet rubbed this is this is like um you know like if you if you had a manual you know so you, <laughs> you, you get a woman right and, it, and she comes with a manual this is like on the first page <laughs> this is chapter one do not fix me i just want to be her 
<laughs> huge, huge. Number 11, sing her a song. If you're not a good singer, just play her a song and tell her why you chose this specific song with those lyrics. Number 12, take her somewhere special, special to you, special to her that has a particular meaning to both of you. It could be where you first met or it could be your childhood place. It could be like whatever has something special and share that because the connection comes not from going to the place itself. The connection comes from you sharing why you chose that special place in the first place. Yes. And then the last one on the list was take her on a beach walk. It could be a beach walk. It could be anything. A forest walk. A forest walk. <laughs> yeah. Depending on where you live, you know. <laughs> so, or even just to walk through the neighborhood, you know. Right. Just hold hands, walk through the neighborhood, talk to each other, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like talk to each other about each other, not about all the stuff and yeah, not the about kids work, not and about the work. The kids, exactly. Not about Make what it needs about to be you. Done at your home. dreams, your aspirations, the things you love about each other again, you know. Like we're always coming back to the same things over and over. So, you know, this is just a short list of a few ideas that, you know, we sort of brainstormed, uh, many of which that we just do ourselves. And so just look at that list and then think outside the box because you could add so many more things to it. And a lot of those things are just small, little, simple things just to do them on a regular basis. Make sure they come from the heart. It's not as hard as you think, guys, to be romantic. Don't pay any attention to the stupid movies. The movies make it seem like somehow you have to fly her away on a private jet that has uh, 12 dozen roses in it, uh, catered with, uh, you know, the popular TV chef, uh, you know, of the time <laughs> meals and take her to some exotic place. Like, you don't got to do that kind of stuff. Like... If you can, why not? But it doesn't have to be. But here's the thing. Is even if you did that stuff on a regular basis, oh, if yeah. you weren't doing the other things to make her happy, eventually she's just going to be like, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't want to get on this stupid plane, right? Yeah, I want you to look at me. Yeah. I want you to be with me, right? Exactly. So we want to leave you on a note that romance is a state of mind. It's about noticing, savoring, and slowing down. But it's also important to be consistent. It's not because you just did it once that now you're like, yep, I'm done for my whole life. You have to show up. You have to show up regularly. You like Honestly, pretty much every single day with one little romantic gesture. Even if it's just the appreciation piece, you know, and then every now and then doing something a little bit bigger or different to shift things around. But remember, it's a state of mind. Believe in yourself. Believe that you know how to be romantic and then have fun with it. Because it's about discovering who your woman is. It's about discovering who you are and how you love to show up for each other. Yep. Any good, successful, long-term relationship needs nurturing. And if you could... If you could even manage half, a quarter of the ideas that we've given you today, you will have instantly transformed your relationship. So, yeah, I highly suggest that uh, if this seems difficult to you in any way, that you literally go back and listen to this episode again and write some notes down and uh, really practice it. Really, really do these things and watch watch your relationship transform. I have seen, I have worked with men whose women are like the hardest of hard asses, <laughs> like really the hardest of hard asses. And they seem impervious to this stuff. And when the guys start doing it, they're like, nothing's happening, man. Like I, I keep doing this stuff and she's just ignoring me. She's not changing. But over time, 
over time, there was a tipping point. The cracks start to to happen. You start breaking through the hardness, right? And eventually, she starts to receive it, and it really does transform the relationships. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>